Welcome to Undeniable Impact, the official podcast of the Undeniable brand. I'm Rhonda Berlino, a certified life business and stress management coach. This is the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about gaining badassery from breakthroughs, mastering stress management, and rocking some resilience that supercharges your impact in every area of life. Making an undeniable impact is being your most empowered, unstuck, and unstressed self, creating expansive income and impact for generations. Now that's a legacy play, my friends. So let's get started. Welcome to the Undeniable Impact Podcast. Rhonda here, and today our guest is Stacy Trujeque. She's been seen on Fox, NBC, and ABC, and she has a new book coming out. She's the author of a book called Exalt Her. She's also a beauty self-worth coach at Exalt Her Media and a licensed esthetician owner of Andre Beauty and Skincare. She specializes in integrating self-development into our modern-day beauty. She says she doesn't think it's enough anymore to cover ourselves in makeup without feeling happy or beautiful inside. So let's talk to Stacy. Okay. So Stacy, we're excited to hear from you about your new book, Exalt Her. I'm so excited because, I mean, let's face it, what woman does not want to be cherished? Yeah. And is that what Exalt Her really means? Like when you cherish something, you allow it to grow into its fullest potential? Oh, beautiful. Yes, that's exactly what it is, Rhonda. And again, thank you so much for um, allowing me to be here with you today and inviting me on to your podcast. I'm excited and delighted for just like having this conversation. Um, the pleasure's mine. <laughs> needs us. Yes. So yes, that's exactly what Exalter is about rising to your highest potential, exalting who you actually really are. And what I found and just what I what I have lived is um, being more and more of who you are and letting that come to the surface and spread your wings. And that way, if we think about the, you know, caterpillar and the butterfly being able to um, really shine, like I said, who you really are, that's what allows the right things and the more meaningful um, relationships and things in your life really gravitate towards you. Because sometimes we can mask ourselves in all kinds of different arenas, like who we think we should be. Who yeah. you think should, how you think we should look, who do you think we should date or, you know, but, but actually bringing and honing in on what there is for you, your purpose, what your real desires are, um, having that come to service and, you know, being fed for me, like the, the best love that there is possible because you can really let someone see you or love you in those deepest places where you thought maybe you couldn't be loved. So there's nothing like that too. I mean, I can tell you for sure. Being a veteran of picking the wrong men and stuff, uh, oh. I have since I sense met a man that I, I decided I would actually date him because I wasn't crazy attracted to him. And I thought, well, if you're not attracted to him, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> he might be the right guy. And as it turned out, the way that he did adore me, that yeah. he cared for me, was healing. And we've been together 25 years now. And there's so much more healing. It happens like that. If you had asked me then, though, would there be a future for us? I'd go, I don't know. I don't know much. Yeah. Like he just, 
I always was attracted to bad boys, whatever. Don't ask me why. Mm -hmm. Dashingly, I know why. Dashingly handsome men. So my father Mm -hmm. was dashingly handsome Mm -hmm. and dangerous because he had an alcohol issue Mm -hmm. and he was not a fun alcoholic. He was a raging alcoholic. And so that was my version of love that, you know, like I totally accepted my father because that is complete love. That is, that's what kids do and girls end up, you know, kind of looking to their father as their first love. Yeah. I did get the opportunity though. And that's all about my wedding too. It was all about the healing, the healing that love can do. And so back to your point about being with a person who really is the person you should be with. Yes. It takes some growth. It takes some being connected to your body and understanding, understanding the messaging um, that your body's trying to tell you. Right. And um, seriously understanding what undiscovered thought process is actually making the decisions for you. Right. Yes. That's like the beginning of the awakening. So carry yeah. on. I know you burst this book and I'm anxious to hear all oh, about no, how it is, got started. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I love that you brought that up on so many levels too, because as far as what you're saying, just like love is healing. And then when you, I guess for for 100%, I was in many toxic relationships. So that's where another part of the book really started. And um, and as you're saying, like really honing, like figuring out what those, those habitual thoughts were, you know, those negative thoughts, those self-doubt and what was keeping you in those types of relationships, especially for me. Um, I brought myself to really toxic relationships. And what I realized is, you know, what I talked about in my first chapter is that what happened was I had a series of different toxic relationships. And then one in particular that I thought, you know, that was it. I was head over heels with this person and they were, you know, we were inseparable. And, um, you know, later on he ends up having kind of like a, just like a secret life going on. And he had a, you know, was dating other women and bringing a lot of toxicity to our relationship. And then it became, you know, more and more aggressive. I'll say. And at one point I realized like I, you know, hated the situation and hated myself for figuring out like, why can't I get out? And then also, it was just like so confusing in my mind, which I'm right. sure a lot of women deal with. Just like, okay, but I love this person and they say they love me, but why is this happening? You know, how many sorries can I take? Or when's the right time to leave? Or why is it me? Why, why, why? I guess it's just filled of whys, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We, I mean, as women, Honestly, we are detail oriented. We we mother the earth, okay, yes. <laughs> and all of its inhabitants. That is like we are so there. And so the thing is, like, is this just a situation? I mean, I can't even tell you how long I was like, okay, you're the bigger person. Like, I have the more emotional intellect, and so believe it or not, I have the emotional intellect. So I'm going to let him borrow some. Yep, yeah, right? trying to fix. And so maybe. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Relationships are never perfect. And right. you think, okay, there's this back and forth right. and all that. Yeah. And and unfortunately, for me, in my early days, seriously, I just thought, okay, do I just need to fix this guy? Right. Like, what is my deal there? 
You know, there are so many interesting things that afterwards you go, oh, but why couldn't I leave? Because the same thought process that got you there Mm -hmm. is not the process, the thought process that will get you out. Amen to that. Yes. (laughs) So So what's your book saying? Yeah. So that's what I had to finally come to terms with was that when I, um, I could villainize him for all of the things that he had done. Cause that's kind of like where I, be, you know, where you finally sit, like, okay, all of these things are going on. What's, right. what is it? And, um, could just like, oh, you know, he hurt me and this and this and these different ways. But what I had to realize was, you know what I was with this person. And also I'm the common denominator in all of these <laughs> relationships that have not worked. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting. <laughs> it really that's is. Like a, yeah. yeah. So then, um, so then realizing that you know what, if I left him at the first time, something happened, which was probably about eight to nine months with in our relationship. Um, then my story, this whole story, would have been, oh, I was with this guy once. We had a great time, da da da, and we fell in love. And you know what? It just didn't work out. He crossed some boundaries, and you know, we ended up leaving. But it was a great learning process. As opposed to, I was in this relationship eight months in, this started happening this way. It became, um, you know, it escalated and, you know, there's a lot of heartache and pain and family and all kinds of different things happening. Right. And four years, you know, four years of that. And came after four years with not Mm -hmm. listening to my intuition, um, pushing that down further and further and being confused as to who's running the show. You know, is it my self doubt or is it, my intuition that's telling me to go, or is it him that's just telling me, no, that's you're crazy. That's not what's happening. You know, I, I'm not doing these other things. So who is it that's running the show? And then when I finally realized like, okay, you know, again, what I can say is that he was actually in love also with someone with an insecure, unworthy woman. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when I finally got that straight, I was able to you know, forgive him for what I also enabled him to do with being with For him. your part in it. Yeah, for my part mm-hmm. in it. For, you know, and then that's the big difference. Like not, like realizing that forgiveness didn't mean that it was okay or that I tolerated um, what, what he did or would tolerate it again. But also realizing that that was my place. That was my time. That's what I allowed. And, um, and letting him go and letting him, you know, be great with someone else or be great on his own or, or have that process of learning. Right. And then right. also just being able to let myself off the hook and know that um, I made those choices out of my own experience. So one thing that I always love to share um, anytime I have an option to share is um, not only about forgiving the person. One thing is, um, you know, forgiveness as a lot of, as Joyce Meyer had put it once was um, it's like, you know, unforgiveness then is drinking poison and wishing the other person would die. So really, you know, it's hurting so much and we're the one that's actually carrying it. But um, there's a part that I have just like really, I don't know where it came to me or where I had read it or where it came, but this is like so um, profound for me and it's helped me so much in my life. It's just realizing that if I had gone back in those situations because I thought that I, you know, made a mistake or I should have done it sooner and all of these things, but if I have gone back in any of those moments to realize that I would have done things the exact same way. So right. forgiving yourself for not learning it by the time you learned it, basically forgiving yourself for not learning it. Um, right. Actually, you know, I should get that trusting. Yeah. Oh, here it goes. It's like forgiving yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. 
Right. Absolutely. Well said. Yes. So I think um, it's interesting that we, I think in terms of self-worth, you're a self-worth coach now, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's the, the things that we learn about um, why we put up with or why we have things in our lives that maybe shouldn't be there is because we don't feel like we have anything to say about it or like we don't feel good enough to actually deserve it in some way. Yes. Right. Yes. And so that it, it is a, a toxic way of thinking. Yes. I'm when I, the only thing I can say when I, when I coach people in this light, the only thing I can do is just stop them right there and ask them, what, what are you thinking about? Like, why would this be a normal thing for you to have to deal with? Right. And what, right. what do you think? Why is this activity worthy of you? You right. know, like what, talk to me there, that kind of thing. Cause there's so much of that that goes on. And that's a hard thing about, you know, when you grow up in your, your image of love, just being a little off, a little off, yes, yes. <laughs> then you, then as you seek love, you seek the same little off, little off, and you really have different coping skills, right? You have more skills to cope with it than you do to say no to it. Yes. Yes. Right. Oh, that, that is so profound. You have more skills to cope with it than to not live with it. Because that other thing is just so unfamiliar that you don't even know how to operate in those types of situations. So that's a great point. And that's exactly the part of where, you know, starting to let go, let go of that other self that we don't have to cling on to or hold on to. And, um, and just to the fact that, yeah, if we went back to those places that we would have done the exact same thing because um, we didn't know yet. So for me, like, exactly. even though I think that I would have left him, you know, maybe at eight months, that's just not my, that wasn't my journey. That wasn't my process. And the thing is, if, if somebody, you know, took me back there to that moment, I wouldn't have made those choices because I'm looking at myself now, looking, looking yes. back and knowing that I would have made a different choice. But it's great when you have those like I want to tell women that it's great when you have those regrets because when you look back and you like at least notice the the thing that you're thinking it's a regret, it's actually a transformation because knowing like if you're looking back and you think that it's a regret, it's because you are not that person anymore. Oh, that makes such good now sense. Now in, in, in where you are, if that happened, you would you would make a different decision. But that is just not your experience and not what you not what you learned at that time. And the thing is, the only way that you got to this place right here, right now, is by having gone through that process. So it was exactly. necessary. 100%. Right. So, so I have people, I know we have people listening because this is not, not an uncommon situation. And I live in Las Vegas, okay? Yeah. So you can have 24 hours of whatever activity you want to have yes. on a general, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yes. everything is available. I mean... Yes. And I grew up here. So it's like ah, overserved. Yes. You can be overserved in a million ways, right? And yes. so people people deal with what they know. Yes. And even when I was young, like the way that women are looked at in a sexual way, right? Yes. Well, I mean, I'm in Las Vegas. It's on the back yes. of every taxi. Yes. Okay. So being a child, it was like, okay, these this is my role model. This is my what women are right and I was really uncomfortable with it so it's kind of an interesting thing when there are people right now listening to us who may not have been raised with 
all you know yeah sex sex hollywood whatever rock and roll around them right? Right, right um that still found themselves feeling so stupid and having people and their girlfriends probably saying are you going to wait until he kills you Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating as a nine-year-old. I asked my mother that same thing. Will you wait until he kills you? Wow. So he, this, my father is a good man. And at 50 years old, he sobered up. But the first, that part in my life, yes. seriously, became the greatest teacher. Yes. And these are things that like, I got to forgive my dad. I got to reconnect and have a dad that was really a dad and not that other person, which I know a lot of people don't, but I can't even tell you, I can't put value on how much it means because while I was in relationships after (laughs) when I was old enough to do that. Right. And my dad was still drinking and all that. The world just seemed like it made zero sense and I couldn't escape it in any way. And almost when he stopped drinking, there, there was a point because I, I put some boundaries up and said, yeah. I'm not talking to you unless you're drinking. I mean, unless you're not drinking. But at that point, life made zero sense. And I didn't get to any self-worth anything. It was all survival. Mm-hmm. And so the brain that's in that stress survival thing yeah. barely has like your frontal cortex. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even your executive thoughts, not even there. You are absolutely just surviving. And to those people out there, I have to say, I I send you my love and I want you to know because you're listening, you're going to make your way there. It's going to be your path. So you're looking for, you're looking for reasons that you matter and you will find them. You will find whatever you look for. So instead of looking other places, looking within is an important step in your journey. Like the first one. So tell me more about your, Stacey, tell me more about your book and your journey. So I think we got like to the first chapter. <laughs> yes, I know you're right. Um, so, so yes, that was like um, one of the biggest, yeah, first chapters, but um, just to take it of like kind of what the preface of the book is, it's called 12 ways to unleash your unstoppable beauty. And I have been in the beauty industry for the past, well, it was past like nine years now. Um, And I was doing consultative sales and a director for um, a big beauty brand and aesthetic company. And what I did was I actually, I did a lot of consultative sales. So we, you know, I met one-on-one with women and we talked about, you know, what what services they were interested in and what would match to, you know, take care of them. And I really realized that I loved, first of all, I've always loved, you know, woman empowerment. And, and I knew that there was this energy, this feminine energy that just grew powerful when women come together or women meet. And, you know, just like we are in like a co-creation and we have these, this magnificent ability um, that I feel like we should hone in more, which I'm so excited about this new coming year of how everything will manifest. But anyway, that's a side note. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but what I did is I loved being in those conversations. And the more and more I had, the, you know, sometimes I would run into situations where women had came in, you know, multiple times and had done multiple procedures, let's say, and it really just never added up. It never added up to, you know, what they needed or, you know, I knew that a lot was inside of them that needed to be taken care of. And they're just looking for the outside to just fix this, fix that, fix that. And at some point, I'm just like, oh, there's something missing. You know, how how can I speak more into them? So I would speak into them as much as I could. 
And I talk about one woman in particular in my book that um, she had done like gastric bypass, not with us, but she had just done that and came to us and she was going to come, she was coming in to do a different service. And she had newly just done this service and she was actually losing so much weight and she hadn't eaten in days. And um, I was talking to her and I was like, hey, because she normally came in, she actually was never really um, happy. She was never really a happy person. But when she came in, she um, just looked a little different than she normally looked. And I was like, hey, you know, how are you? How's, how's the day going? And she's just like, I'm not well. And she's not someone to usually like engage in conversation or anything. But right. I was just like, you know what? I need to check what's going on because something's going on. So it's just, I sat next to her on the couch, which I rarely do too. So I got up out of my, um, my office chair and came over to her and I was like, Hey, you know, um, is there anything that I can support you on? Or just, is there anything you want to share? You know, it's just between us. Um, and she said that she said she's dying. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Okay. Sorry. This is like going way, but, um, but the interesting story. So, um, she said she hadn't eaten in days and that something she thinks something went wrong with her surgery and her kids don't support anything that she's doing around her body. So uh-huh. she feels like a failure and she feels stupid for even having done it. And I said, okay, so what are you doing here today? You know, you know, you could be like at home resting. You just had a surgery. And she's just, she just was like at a loss for, she just thinks that she wouldn't survive really. And wow. I was just so shocked. This is one, this is one out of a million stories, but, um, really? but why I was shocked was she was just so, she already gave up is when I saw her and I don't know what brought her in that day, but thank goodness. Um, you know, and it wasn't anything from me because honestly, everything that I was saying to her was just like a download. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't from me that day, you know? So I just started telling her like, okay, you know what? Even if you're not eating, if you can't keep anything down, the two basic things that we need is breath and water. So drink water. And if that's the only thing that you can have or keep down, just start drinking water and start breathing. Because the, you know, as you do stress, stress management, you know, the healing cannot happen if you're not getting the breath and oxygen to the right organs. So just start breathing, like breathe in and out and like start there. So Anyway, fast forward, she texts me like a couple weeks later and she was just like, thank you so much. You're an angel. Thank you for just even speaking to me or talking to me that day. But, um, you know, I had already given up and, and that was it. But my point is to say that I had, um, that breath and water is amazing, is what we need, but also Seriously, that- <laughs> the, the breath alone, because it yeah. downreg, it downregulates your nervous system it's because it's really telling you that your nervous system is not safe to do yes. what yes. you are asking it to do. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, so I don't know completely what transpired, but I know that at least she walked away just knowing that one, she could survive. Even if it was just water, she can survive right. another 40 days and she'll, her body can figure it out from there. And then also um, what I, that was kind of an, uh, a really heightened emotion type of story where what's happening, what I realized that was happening is that, you know, in the beauty industry, it's a, sometimes it's a lot of self-esteem stuff going on. Right. And um, then the opposite of that, I have been interested in self-development since I was young. Like my dad was in MLMs and he gave me a book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People when I was 10. Of and course. I like, was saying some of the quotes at a graduation, at my graduation um, speech. And um, high school, you know, started Think and Grow Rich. And um, I've just been in those books for so long. Um, So very interested in self-development. And then I just didn't know, like, oh, wow. On one side, like, 
women, how we can be with each other sometimes is just cutting each other down. Right. So on one side, women are like, Oh, you need a, you know, you need the boobs, you need the hair, you need all this stuff. Right. The other side is like, they're so woo woo. And they're like, Oh, they, they make fun of these other women saying like, Oh, she's fake. She just wants this. She wants that. And the other side is like, Oh, inner beauty is not going to help you, you know, get nothing. (laughs) So it's just like, um, I was just like, okay, how can we mix these two? Like, um, have like an integrative new type of beauty where it's not about where, how you look, but you know what? You actually can advance with the way that you show up. If you show up in your best, that's what people, you know, can, they'll start listening to your message and listening to who you are because it shows the type of care you have for yourself. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can be perfect. So I just like getting rid of that perfect, that perfection, but really knowing that showing up as your best will bring out the best in you. And at the right. same time, being able to really, um, let go, get rid of the traumas, um, learn more about yourself so you can present authentically your best self. So that's kind of where Exalter was born and how it started manifesting and just my thoughts and in my world. And after I finally left that relationship we were talking about, um, I was, you know, doing really well in my, um, my beauty career, but I was just starting to feel like, okay, I've served my purpose here and there's something bigger. And I'm not completely sure what it is, but I just had this in me and that's how it morphs. So really the book just takes you through um, a lot of self-development, but also you can find, um, yeah, forgiveness and how to release um, soul ties and how you can release things in your heart and show up as you are, as well as you'll find like, okay, um, like Beauty Blender. It's one of my favorite um, little (laughs) (laughs) things to help you like, you know, just get up and mixing your lotion with a little bit of foundation. Instead of, um, you know, packing on the foundation or, you know, if you don't have a tinted moisturizer, it's a great option of just like, you know, fresh look for something that's fast. So just really mixing those two, that has been, um, that has been the world of what I've been bringing out. So let me clarify. So the book is pieces of beauty hacks that go deep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love that part of it. I mean, there's no doubt that when you're taking better care of yourself, the lights come on when your brain health is better because you're not stressed all the time. Toxic relationships, toxic workplaces, there's toxicity like almost anywhere you in terms of COVID and, and all the restrictions that are in place, you know, just, just a lot of fear. And so you can see when people are in fear and they're like, oh, kind of in survival mode yeah. versus somebody who is relaxed and healthy yes. and taking good care of themselves. Because honestly, like everything, the genes that turn on that make your skin glow and your eyes light up and your brain work and everything come together for you in terms of your intellect. Yes. Um, does so by taking care of yourself and self-care is one of the things that I was terrible about. I really use my body as a tool and I don't mean in the illegal way of the tool. Yes, no, I get it. I I mean, I mean, I, I know many people grew up with the parents that said, rub some dirt on it. Come on. I was the second child, right? So my older sister's like this Barbie, pretty dainty. And I'm this little stocky, brunette right <laughs> kind of and my dad w- wanted me to be the boy and all that so I was just like okay and that didn't stop for the longest time and actually I got a payoff for it 
I mean, I was in sales and marketing, corporate sales and marketing for 20 years and award-winning sales, right? Mm -hmm. Because I turned off the messaging from my body and Mm -hmm. my brain told my body what to do. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was genius. Mm -hmm. And it probably was the dumbest thing I ever did. But (laughs) when you hit a wall, you figure that out, right? You go, oh, you were trying to tell me something. So. So, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting thing because I honestly can tell you I was on leave after stressing my serious burnout and it burnout by definition. If someone had told me that I was burned out, I would probably punch them because I was in that space. Not that I'm a violent person, but I wouldn't have any of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that was like victim like. But what I what I learned about burnout is that it's emotional. That these are all these emotions that are not completely finished, right? So there's a beginning, a middle, and an end of every single emotion we have. And so by me just shutting my body off, whatever it was telling me, whatever I was feeling, mm-hmm. whatever fears, whatever, whatever, was stuck yes. there. Yes. And I didn't know that until probably three years ago. Yes. It's really nuts. But and that, you know, and that you, that it was there, and that it wasn't going to leave without you taking care of it. It was just manifesting, getting bigger and bigger and bigger until yes, until it broke you open. And it's funny that you say that it's emotion, and that you were so in your masculine, but yeah. then it was your feminine that was like, okay, that's it. We're taking over. <laughs> she shut her down, shut her down completely because she's not listening to us. Unplug it. <laughs> yeah, unplug it. You know, and then um, seriously, and then and, and this way. In like 30 days, because I couldn't do anything, they were checking my heart, trying to figure out what the heck happened. And in 30 days, all I could do was rest and take care of myself. In 30 mm-hmm. days, almost all the symptoms went away. Mm-hmm. Serious. Yes. Just because I nurtured the body that I have. Yes. I apologized to the body I had. I yes. started meditating, those kinds of things. Yes. So sometimes we're our own worst enemy, but we don't know. I didn't know. And now I do. And so just like we started off this conversation with, which is amazing, is like, you just realized that that was part of the journey. And um, I I see lots of coming in this very scary time. I think it's so amazing that in this time, we would be seeing the beauty from the ashes. Yes. Astounding. It's yeah. astounding to me. And I I don't know when other people may be aware of it. Maybe I'm just becoming aware of it, yes. you know, but it's pretty amazing and pretty amazing to me. So in your book, we have a mix of beauty hacks. Yes. Biohacks. Yes. <laughs> well, there's a chapter. Yeah. So there's a chap. There's one chapter dedicated to like beauty hacks and you know may- maybe some beauty things that you may not know about and just know like just working have in the industry of like you know Botox, Juvederm, all of those things. So just right. like a little quick explanation of what they are and you know if anyone is interested in like learning more about those things that just some things that are available. But the meat, I guess, of the the book is really about emerging who you are fully. And you know what? You said something that was so key that I wanted to just piggyback on is that you talked about like, you know, those, those things that you did, it made you so great. Like you were really successful at the things that you did. And, um, and it was, it's a part of you. And one thing that I discussed in the book is that your trauma leaves gifts. And sometimes, 
Yeah, it's it's it leaves sure. gifts for us. And um, and the thing is, like the great part is it's a twofold. It's one of the reasons why we hold on to it so tight because we have gotten these things and they work and they helped us survive and also yes. we've mastered them. And then the second part is um if we like are trying to release it, it's very scary because like, wait, these things worked really well, you know. But the great part and the um the great part of it is and what I teach my clients that I coach with is um you do not have to keep the negative side of them. You can still keep the greatness of it. And um, you can let go of the part that's not serving you. So that is so exciting. And I and just love that you had seen that for yourself and emerged that right. that's exactly yeah. about, that's what it is about emerging, like honing in on like those, those specific gifts that are just yours. And like, that's what the you know universe has blessed you with. And the part of, I guess, growing through the, the negative part is going to be the, the vulnerability, you know, it made you human and like what to share. And like, you can share this in a way that no one else can because you had gone through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing to me when I think about, I hear people often, I mean, and it's around the holiday at the time we're recording this. And so the holidays are typically very stressful. And one of the reasons forget the financial part of it, forget the time, the additional time that comes with it, all that. A lot of people have a difficulty because of family and they're like, I never feel this way except when I'm with family and they have triggers and all that. And I, I can't help but see myself in those circumstances um, and think what a blessing, a complete gift it is for me to have gone through that. So I can listen to other people and say, have you thought about this side? Yes. What do you think it's telling you? Yeah. Or tell me more, what else could be possible, right. right? If you're thinking, on, let's just turn it around. Let's just flip it yeah. and let's see what kind of good can come from it. Because a lot of people need stories like yours and like mine to see themselves, to get hope. So that hope, it's really difficult. And if you've been struggling for a time, you know, the chemistry is down in your body and your beauty won't be what your beauty will be. Right. You have freed that. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's amazing to me that as a, as an esthetician, <laughs> um, I mean, there's definitely those, my hairdresser is one, yes. very soulful. Yes. So, you know, I love fashion. And I love beauty, yes, me too. <laughs> trendies, all that kind of stuff. I love that, but no way do I want to hide behind that. Exactly. Um, so we want to use it as a tool, but not have it use us. That's exactly what it is, right? We want right. to um, amplify, to enhance, to play, to have fun, um, but not to exactly what you said, not to hide or mm-hmm. to um, mask or, you know, anything like that. And I think you know, no matter what, there is nothing more attractive than a woman that is like in her joy, in her passion, feeling like filled up with her purpose and have something to share. And, you know, just someone that's like free and flowing and loving. And, you know, that's what you see. So I guess I always had this envision of beauty because another story is just like, oh, this is a whole nother story for another podcast if you want, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, truthfully what happened was uh, when I was young, I was teased, um, because of like hair on my body 
And, um, and I didn't see myself. So I, I, I thought myself as beautiful, but in a way, or I, I knew that some people found me attractive, but that thing was going to like make them think for some reason that I was hideous. So I like literally would tell myself in like junior high, high school, early high Ooh. school, so it's like, you're hideous, you know, no one will ever like you, no one will ever love you, that you, um, for other words, like you'll look like a man. It's crazy. So I say all but that. There's a lot of messages like that. Oh, in okay. that age. So, exactly. So it was just like hid, I hid behind. Um, I didn't want to show up beautiful. Actually, I didn't even want to stand out because I didn't want to stand out so that someone just point to my imperfections. So what I did was I hid. That's exactly what I did in high school. I, was, I mean, like, you know, in junior high, I should say, I just like hid, you know, I was like by myself or didn't want to be too, too, too much out there too noticed. And that cost me a lot of different things. So what I realized is what, the same thing that keeps out rejection because those are the things they feel rejected is the same things that keep out. Right. Yes. So um, really figuring out firstly how to show up in my beauty or show up how I am. That was a challenge for me. But something that was inspiring to me was not showing up like how other people, how I thought when I was younger, like not showing up like these mean girls or like just like, oh, you have this, you have that, you have that. But showing up in a way that I gave other women the the ability to see their beauty too. That like, like a sunset, when you look at it, like it's healing. It makes you feel amazing. It feels good. Like, Oh my God. You know, I was like, Oh, how can I show up that way? How can I show up always my beauty and essence and, um, you know, like be inviting and not, you know, the other way around. I don't know. Be te- of course. other people down, but like, yeah. how can my beauty be inviting, be intoxicating, um, be welcoming, and how can I lift someone else up in my presence when they come into that surrounding? So that has been my mission. That's what I do. I help women um, realize their own beauty and their own value, so that way they can magnetize the things and desires, especially love to themselves that they really want. So that's so beautiful and so necessary. I, I know that as women growing up, as girls growing up, our our vision of beauty becomes external because it's just a lot to internalize. Like, oh yeah, I'm beauty inside or like, who cares? Cause they're not going to like me at school or they're going to call me whatever. Yeah. Right. And so there is a time in every woman's life when she, they call it like coming into her own or something. And what that means is she finds an acceptance of her own self. Yes. Right. And it's later for some people than it is for others, you know, but if you can ever put your brain on a time when you just we're feeling yourself and it was good. Like that is an empowering, that's like in the pocket, right? That's like you are in it and you can do so much and life feels light. Even, even big tasks are approachable with grace and ease because you are in your own. I think at some point, I don't even know where I got so much in my head because it was the masculine part of me, right? That was just like, I need to take care of myself because otherwise the world's too crazy and no one else will. (laughs) So I thought I was all that, I guess. Anyway, but I did it for a reason, for for an insecurity of some sort. And then later ended up hitting hitting a walk. So your your body will not betray you, even when you betray it. Because I can tell you. That's a good one. Yeah, seriously. If you like I did, like said to my body, uh-uh, uh-uh, for the money, 
mm-hmm. for the money, for the corporate money, big job, identity, all that. Mm-hmm. I said no to my body, to my heart, to like relationships outside me and all that. And I'm certainly not recommending it. But if someone listening is in a place like that, there is a better place. And that is to not betray your body. But I could not figure out why I had such pressure on my chest. And my friend, who is much more in tune with these energy arts, if Mm -hmm. you will, said to me, Rhonda, you betrayed your heart. Your heart hurts. That's how this is. So your body will still tell you it hurts. Stop. There's messages. And I think if there's anything that I could get across to people that will help them get to feel themselves, mm-hmm. it is to not be afraid to feel everything. Yeah. You feel the feeling, the not comfortable, yes. the hideous, yes. the, you know, all of that. Yeah. Because what will come from that is yeah. that you and your body will come out of it whole and the beauty will start to fill you. Yeah. And I know that sounds a little airy fairy. But been there, done that. I yeah. promise. Amen. And <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, right. Exactly, Exalter. That's everything about it. And I can't wait to get it. I was <laughs> looking for it. I was looking for it before this interview. And I was like, so where is the book? So tell me what it's about. Tell me how people can get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, all the stuff. Sure. So there is an option to pre-purchase the book on my website. It's Exalter. And yeah, it's not on any of the other Instagrams or anything. So, but it's on Exalter. So E-X-A-L-T-H-E-R.com. And um, if you do pre-order the book, um, you do get an instant download of the digital copy that is already available. So nice. So I'm giving the digital copy away for free while you're waiting for your um, your hard copy, but the hard copy will arrive as well. So, oh, so if you are just aching for this yes, information, you can get it. You can I get it now. And it Good job, girl. <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. And then, of course, you can follow me at Exalt Her on um, Instagram. It's at Exalt underscore her on Instagram. And that's really mostly where I share just my insight or anything um, that I'm continuing to learn and learn um, in this same realm, you know, unleashing your power, really unleashing your feminine power and uh, who you really are. So yeah, it it unleashes so much more by paying attention to all of this. I mean, I can't, I couldn't have said it better and I can't recommend it more because the feminine power that I'm in right now and and I'm people misunderstand power, but I'm talking about empowerment, like to do Mm -hmm. good in the world, to walk through the planet with ease and grace. Right. And you can really do anything. That, you know, the, it, it is the stuff that superhero capes are made for because the every day is not easy, as we know. Yes. I mean, like, here we sit with all the privilege of, you know, the internet and Zoom and all of that, yes. right? And there's, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. And mm-hmm. in order to sit with yourself and smile and still say today, I am well. Today I'm blessed. Today I'm safe. Yes. Breathe it in. Breathe it right back out and know that the world is a good place. Is a generally good place. Yes. And the women are the ones that are pretty much mothering the entire planet. Yes. All of the chillins that, that go with it, right? <laughs> and so I really want to promote a hopeful 
planet yes. because it's better for your body too. Yes. I mean, there's so much, there's so much that unites us, so much more that unites us than yes. divides us. And there's so much good in people every day. So Matt, Stacy, thank you so much. I could talk to you all day. Oh, so yes, you, you're welcome. I cannot Thanks. wait until your book comes out. I'll be, I'll be your cheering section for sure. Okay. Yes. So, and you know what? When does this um come out? If is that okay for me to ask right now? Of course. Um, because I am doing a a manifest love 2021 um, boot camp that's coming up. So I definitely love, you know, obviously if there's anyone that's trying to, you know, I guess call in the, the love of their life, but starting with self-love. So it's like the ultimate self-love to real love bootcamp. And um, I love that. that. <laughs> I'm doing that with one of my friends who's an energy healer. She's a love blockage energy healer. So we kind of combined with me doing like the mindset and work and her really focusing on the energy of what that is and wow. combination, like really bringing more women into their own, yeah, their own self-love, but then also helping, having them call in like a partner or something that's like really feeds them on a deep level. So, um, so that's, what's going on. You can find that on my Instagram as well. So when did, what's the date that that is available? Um, that is starting on January 5th. And right now it's released. Like you can, you can purchase, um, it's $55 like our other one that we did. I love that though. I mean, yeah, seriously. For five days. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so great. So yeah, it's available on my Instagram and, um, and that's going to officially start on January 5th. So it's going to go from January 5th to January 9th. Mm-hmm. Five I am so excited for that. Okay. So this is what I have to say. The first thing. For you to get the love that you want. If you're calling in the love of your life. Yes. You call something different. And if you are not loving yourself first. Yes. So yes. it's like the first thing to do. I think it's an amazing yes. thing. I'm going to check it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I don't want to cut you off too soon. Aww. No, not, not good. Not. Just the thank you. Thank you, Rhonda. This is amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So thank excited you. It's to have, yeah. Connected. And um, I can't wait to, you know, keep on learning more and keep on following what you're doing here because you're that's right it's great gosh good luck with your book and you should be Mm -hmm. doing talks and workshops with your book thank you love that all right okay all right we'll talk soon okay sounds good bye bye all right well hey my friend i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you're ready to go to another level get your performance to another level without risking your health and your relationships Don't forget to go to theundeniablebrand.com. Let me be your coach. Let me spend the first of each month with you, giving you a personal development seminar. Let me help you get unstuck, break through your emotional blocks, find your real clarity, your real passion, and your purpose, and then implement the habits you know you need to implement. So change your life by getting a coach to give you some expert guidance specific to your desired outcome. And listen, you're here for a reason. You got as far as you could get. You're here. You achieve so much in your life, but to go to another level requires another level of mindset, another level of discipline, and another level of direction and community and consistency. You have an undeniable drive. So let's get it healthy, fully producing on your terms. And that's what my coaching program is all about. So book a free clarity session at theundeniablebrand.com. And hey, we'll see you on the next episode. 
of undeniable impact. Be well.